Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm here with Dr. Dave Barker. And uh, Dave, uh, recently uh, the world has been uh, reeling over the ruling of the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, um, overturning Roe versus Wade, uh, which kind of uh, has triggered a conversation that has been just ready to burst forth um, in the United States. I think in Canada, too. It's just under the surface um, about where is the church in this whole question of pro-life. And um, we have traditionally been very opposed to abortion. And uh, in order to be opposed to abortion, you would argue, I think we would agree, that you've got to be pro-life. And what, is, what does it mean to be pro-life? Is it more than just um, s- uh, saving the life of a child? How can we, um, with integrity, hold the view that we are pro-life? So let's just spend a little while talking about how the church should respond to this controversy. Yeah, um, and it's an important one. And right now in Canada, mm-hmm. we don't have a law uh, governing all of that. And, and in some ways, uh, that allows us to, um, well, maybe act in, in, in freedom in the way that we, we would like, uh, whether we believe that uh, is a biblical response to some of this. Um, but for a long time, I, I remember uh, standing on the side of a street in London when I was living there with my um, anti-abortion sign waving it along the street with a bunch of other people. And, and that was fine. I had my kids with me and it was kind of a thing that we did. I'm not sure they understood what I was about and why they, even, they were even there. But for a long time it's bothered me that we take this stand and uh, I do believe that life begins at conception and I believe that the life that begins at conception is an image bearer of God and so therefore is sacred and, and needs to be protected. But sometimes we certainly hear the shrill side of, of the abortion movement, pro-abortion movement, mm-hmm. but sometimes I hear the shrill side of the anti-abortion movement and I'm thinking, is this appropriate? Is, is there more to it than just being shrill, protecting the life of the unborn? And that's kind of where I'd like our conversation maybe to go today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think we'll, we'll talk about good works that we can do, but I just think it needs to be said that there's no amount of good works that we can do that will change the opinion of yeah. that that shrill uh, crowd yeah. who don't seem to understand that 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 our position is based on a conviction of what you just said that that embryo in your womb is not your own it's sacred and um, we're going to be invested we're going to protect that that position all by itself, irrespective of what you do to adorn it by good works, is going to bring out some of the worst in people. So I don't think this conversation is about how can we be, be better thought of? How can we earn a good reputation? Yeah. I think it, what we do, we do because it's right exactly. before the Lord. So what, how do we do that then? Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> I, 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 thought, I, thought long, I thought long and hard about this. And... Um, 
And I do think that there are, I agree with you that doesn't matter what we do, um, we're not going to be thought better of. And even in light of some of the great things that, for example, let, let's talk about the Pregnancy Center, mm-hmm. a wonderful organization. And they are far more than just simply protecting the unborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they, they're there to care for moms, for dads, mm-hmm. uh, Counseling, for babies. Counseling, adoption advice. Exactly. And yet they're still maligned mm-hmm. um, by those who... Uh, who would be on the on the pro-abortion side of things, and and I say, whoa, wait a minute, there, it's more than just being anti-abortion. So, so what does it mean to be pro-life? And in my view, when I think about it, to be pro-life means to be pro-life for everybody involved, and yes, for the child that has been conceived, needs to be protected, an image bearer of God, but we need to be pro-life for the mom, we need to be pro-life for the dad. And it was really interesting. And I was just chatting with um, with the director of uh, the pregnancy center, and and I asked her, "How much work do you do in caring for the dads?" And she made a very interesting comment. She said, "You know, years ago we never saw the dad." She said, mm-hmm. "Now we're seeing a dad walk in, asking for help and looking for help almost every day." And I thought, "Wow, yeah. there's a fabulous opportunity yeah. here for men." in our churches to be part of that volunteer counseling, mentoring, encouraging, blessing the young fathers that have fathered a child, right? And then you've got the families, the moms and dads of, 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 the, um, of, of, the, of the couple who often are struggling with the whole thing. Maybe there's there's uh, maybe some sense of shame. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are we reaching out to them to encourage them, to bless them, to be the the people of compassion and grace and support and that kind of thing? So I, I just think there's a lot we can do um, to help something like the Pregnancy Center. And, and I know Grandview, we, we, uh, I think we just raised mm-hmm. almost 30,000 bucks to help. Their baby bottle campaign. It was a yeah. great campaign. Yeah. And, and, and I guess I would, I would push it even further and say, is this part of the mission of our church? I, I mean, we've got budgeted things for, for youth. We've got budgeted things for missions. We've got budgeted things for all kinds of ministries. Or is this just kind of a one-off that you kind of do a campaign for every year? Or, or can we identify this as part of the, the core mission of our church to respond to James 1, mm-hmm. we're to care for the poor, the orphan, and the widow, right? And to listen to Amos and Hosea and, and Isaiah and Micah and, and Jeremiah and others. Um, so anyhow, I just got thinking about what... So obviously the Pregnancy Center would be front and center for the kind of things that we would be involved in. Mm-hmm. But I, I just talked to the director just before our podcast. I just talked to the uh, director of the Right to Life organization. And uh, she was lovely. Um, and, but she talked about the fact that she, they're more in the educational uh, side of things. They're not really feet on the ground practical, but they're educational and probably somewhat, oh, more than somewhat politically involved, right? Which mm-hmm. is great. And we need to recognize what they're doing and encourage them. Um, I just came from a board meeting of Ray of Hope. Mm-hmm. And that's an organization that I think needs to be heavily supported by the churches, but I was sitting beside a friend, and he was off to another board meeting for an, uh, an organization called Michael's House in Guelph, 
which is a ministry to to young women, older women, uh, men. Uh, it's more than just uh, the pregnancy issue. It's larger than that, but it includes that. Mm-hmm. And he was off to a, a board meeting uh, for that. And that's something else that maybe we would... So churches don't need to invent those things, create no. those ministries, but they can know about them and cooperate with them. Yeah, just create the partnerships, um, put them on our budgets. Uh, it's it's great to take an offering and, you know, do the baby bottle campaign and that kind of stuff. But somehow... I, and, and I'm not trying to be woke. I'm not trying to be anything like that. That is not what we're after here. I'm simply after trying to hear the voice of Scripture mm-hmm. and the prophets and Jesus and Paul and James um, and, and recognize that. And I know probably the word social justice has all kinds of flags for some, but what, however you want to call it, there's something going on in Scripture. In the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew word mishpat, mm-hmm. and it's translated justice. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't want to put the word social in front of it, that's fine. But that's radically biblical, and I think that there is some missional things that we can do as part of the church to make sure that these kinds of things are cared for especially if we're going to stand in our pulpits or stand on the side of the road with a sign decrying, um, you know, abortion, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's not enough for us just to have a, a correct um, doctrine on the subject. Like Jesus was moved with compassion mm-hmm. uh, for people who would not accept his message, right? He, he fed them knowing that they would be among the many who departed and, will you leave me also? And there was just a handful at the end, but he still fed them and he was compassionate. And then the rich young ruler, ruler who walked away says, Jesus loved him. Yet there he goes, you know? So I think what we do shouldn't be simply God told me to do this. It should be something for which we have compassion and that we don't need a rule. We don't need a law. We just care for the unborn and for those who are caught up in it just as a matter of compassion, if we really believe that, these, that God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, he died for these people, then out of compassion, you would, you would put working clothes on that. You would do things sure. to, to help. You'd feed them. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, um, as I said, I, I just came from a board meeting with uh, Ray of Hope. We had our AGM today, and um, we had some special guests there. And there were members of the police force. Uh, there were a couple of politicians there. Um, I'm sure not believers. Maybe they were. Maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they would be. Just in a couple of conversations I had uh, with them. But they were there because they, knew who, they know who we are. Mm. I mean, um, we had a lovely devotional from, from our chaplain. And mm-hmm. so they know who we are. But they were there. Mm-hmm. We're doing good in society. They recognize it. They wanted to be part of this once a year special occasion when we invite them to come and, and hear a little bit about what's going on. Our director gave a lovely uh, overview of the year. Our, our chair of our board gave a, a wonderful uh, presentation. And so, yeah, um, it's to be winsome. It's to be helpful. And, and, and the agencies within our, our city, whether, you know, Christian or not, 
recognize that there is good being done. And, but we do it unapologetically. We actually said, we're the arms and feet of Jesus and we're the arms and feet of the church. And we're rooted in, in, in fact, our theme verse is the Lord is our strength. Um, and we're unapologetic about that, even with these folks present. And I think that's the right way to go. So we just have a few minutes left in the podcast, but uh, we're, we're saying that the, the church needs to be in the game. Like there's all kinds of chatter going on, all kinds of vitriol about the reversal. So we can't afford to be in the sidelines. We're in it. Yeah. Our, our position is pro-life for good reason, but that has to, uh, be, it has to become works of charity and intentional things. Do you, do you remember the days, Dave, when uh, churches of our stripe would deal differently with um, unwanted pregnancies in, oh, in the congregation. Bob. Oh my! We we didn't. We, it wasn't glorious. Remember hauling? We would haul these young kids up in front of the church and make them confess their sin and that kind of thing. Nobody else got that. Well, and and you know, I wrote you an email just before we came, and I said yeah. if we're going to ever do that again. Every church leader, every pastor, every elder, every deacon, every church ministry leader, before we ever mm-hmm. are to haul those 16-year-old kids in front yeah. of the church, we line them all up and we say, okay, yeah. it's confession time right. to your pride, to, yeah. your, to your self-righteousness, to your sense of yeah. power. And, and the sins can are, and you and I know <laughs> yeah. that... Uh, you know, other than the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, we haven't got much of a leg to stand on. And, you know, we did that in such a self-righteous, right. hypocritical way that right. it was... And then you and, wonder why some of these kids felt pressure to have oh, an abortion, right? Because they yeah. just didn't feel that... Well, we weren't pro-life in, in the complete sense. We were just against something. So we, we've learned some things, probably some more things to learn, but God help us to... Hear the voice of the unborn and the voice of those who are in complicated pregnancies. Um, we can do so much more. And uh, I hope that this whole controversy will bring about that kind of resolve among our churches. Well, Dave, that's the end of our, our podcast. I think it's out there. something for people to think about uh, and maybe to put action to. But until next time, thanks for thinking about this with us. I'm Bob McGregor here with Dave Barker. And we'll see you next week. 